Hi, we're Visible, the wireless company with nothing to hide. Get unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon for $25 a month. Taxes and fees included. Sorry, hidden fees. We're just not into you. Switch today at Visible.com. Rate with service on the Visible plan. For additional terms and network management practices, see Visible.com. Welcome, Philly. To your favorite sports show, hosted by Jesse Town and Sam Wilson. They're smart, they're sexy, and they're all fit. So thanks for tuning in, and we hope you enjoy the show. And welcome in to episode 110 of Babes on Broad. I am one of the usual co-hosts, Jesse Taylor. And as I'm sure everyone saw on Twitter in the last couple weeks, Sam finally had her baby. So little Marlo joined the Babe Squad on October 16th. So Rachel has been kind enough to step in with me because we told Sam she was required to take maternity leave from all of the things, yes. not, not just a regular job. She just be a mom and and spend time with her baby. So thanks, Rachelle, for jumping in with me. And luckily, you get to jump in on a good week for the Eagles, at least. Yes. Um, so happy. You know, they're six and one. And so we have a lot of things to recap from this uh, win over the Dolphins. Some good, some bad. And I'm just happy that, you know, they're winning. That's all you can ask for. 100%. 100%. They're winning. They are after the Monday night game. They are also in sole possession of the one seed in the NFC for now. They are the, I think the only other, the Chiefs, the only other team with just one loss in the NFL. I want to say I could be wrong. 49ers lost. Yep. 49ers lost again. We love to see that. Yeah, and the other the other one was I mean the Dolphins were the only other one loss team as well. It was the yeah. Dolphins, the Niners, the Chiefs, and the Eagles were the one loss teams. Yep. And obviously the Dolphins lost, the Niners lost another game. So um yeah, I mean it they're they're sitting in a good spot right now. And I think, you know, there were definitely still some things to to clean up and we'll get into it. But ultimately, and we kind of talked about this on the the post-game show as well, this was probably the most complete game that we have seen so far from the Philadelphia Eagles in all three phases of the game. Yeah, absolutely. Um, it was definitely a statement game, a statement yes. win for the birds. Whereas on the opposite side with the dolphins, it was for sure a missed opportunity, but okay. I mean, I think you got to start with the offense, you know, yep. no, 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 no. Defense deserves a ton of credit. You know, you always start with the offense. We always like to talk about what they're doing, but the defense and Sean Desai deserve a ton of credit for what they were able to do shutting down this offense that was supposed to be number one passing number one rushing number one scoring in the league and mm-hmm. so I think that that's definitely probably one of the biggest keys from this game was the defense yeah and you similar we talked about this on the post game show too like everyone's going to talk about the offense finally getting into a little bit of a rhythm especially yeah. the way they were able to take that long drive to end the game really you know put put the exclamation point on on the game and and close it out there but 
the defense, I mean, you can't talk enough about what this defense did. So, and you said it, this offense was averaging 37 points coming mm-hmm. into this game. Now, that can that be considered a little skewed based on the sample size in one of those games they put up points against the Denver Broncos, who should barely be considered an NFL team? Right. Yes. However, they were still scoring, you know, in that 28 to 35 range for yeah. the majority of their games. Mm-hmm. Um, they are, you know, that has been dropped now to 34 points per game because the offense was held to 10 points. Yeah. And that's an extremely dynamic offense. So a team that also likes to run the ball a lot, as you kind of alluded to, 43% of the time they like to run the ball. They could not get their run game going. Averaging the most rushing yards per game in the league, over 180. And the Eagles defense managed to hold them to 45 yards. And then they were able to get a little bit of pressure on Tua and the Dolphins. The Dolphins. The Dolphins <laughs> offense. Yeah. Is full Weird. New word, the Dolphins. You're welcome, my yes. I I blame the Phillies for where I'm where I'm at right now and why my why I'm yeah, your, your, my, your mental state is just like all over the place, probably. All over. I can't. Yeah, and you talked about like out. in a, in addition to the fact that they finished with 45 yards rushing, which was their lowest of the season. In the first half, they were at negative seven rushing yards, which is the lowest first half for any team in the NFL since like 2009, which is insane. And so they were able to, you know, shut down the run game. They were able to take away their deep ball threat and Tyreek Hill, who was limited with only 11 11 catches. He had 88 yards, so he didn't even hit 100 receiving yards. So it's like shout out to Eli Ricks, the UDFA who definitely had him locked up it was just crazy to see because I know going into this game I was like oh gosh this was one of the opponents that I was a little bit more worried about I thought that there was a possibility that the Eagles were going to lose because of how damn dynamic their offense is and so like I said this was a statement game for the birds like you can't say much about them now because Everybody was talking about how, you know, with Tua being the MVP, a MVP favorite and the Dolphins, a Super Bowl favorite, people were trying to say, it's like, now what? You know, look what they did against the birds. Yeah. The Eagles were absolutely, I I mean, they came completely prepared in in every aspect of the game. And I would agree with you that I thought it was going to be more of a high scoring. I think it was, I thought it was going to be more of a shootout type of game (laughs) just with the speed that the, Um, the Miami Dolphins have on their offense. Now, I do think that one of the biggest issues for them and one of the, you know, one of the most unfortunate things for the Dolphins offense and, you know, what Dolphins fans are, one of the biggest things that they're trying to sort of use here is, you know, Jalen Waddle getting hurt really, really, really hurt that offense. Him having that back issue and not really being able to be in there allowed the uh, the defense to focus more on Tyreek Hill and make sure that he wasn't doing any damage. They couldn't get the run game going, so they had to pass the ball, yeah. especially when they got down by two scores as the game was starting to wind down and the Eagles were really taking a lot of time off the clock. So, you know, that definitely hurt them. Um, but again, you know, that that's that's the nature of the NFL, and those are the things that, you know, everybody's dealing with something. It, it was week seven, right? Like Lane Johnson's out there on one leg. Um, you know, one of the things that we have to talk about as we sort of get into the offense as well for the Eagles is Jalen Hurts' injury. Um, 
you know, we don't know what it is. We don't know how bad it is. I'm sure we never will until maybe the end of the season when we hear Jalen Hurts has to have surgery on God knows what to fix whatever the issue is. Um, you know, it didn't happen in the game is kind of what they said. He's been dealing with it. It And you know, he kind of said, I hope it's not going to hinder me going forward. Um, definitely also poses the question about the QB draw over and over and over again play call in the red zone. That's a question for a different day. Um, you know, so, so everybody's dealing with something, right? Like everyone, the Eagles are, are, you know, we're down to, let's see, Brett, we lost Avante Maddox. Zach McPherson was already hurt. Then we signed Bradley Roby. He's hurt. Right. So they're shuffling players around left and right. Like everybody's dealing with something at this point in the season. Um, so, you know, you just got to play with the cards you're dealt and, you know, yeah. see what happens. And, and again, if, if they're such a Super Bowl contender, mm-hmm. you should be able to battle through some of those things and, and, you know, take advantage of your opportunities. And that's the thing. They had opportunities and the Eagles defense made sure to close every door. Obviously, you know, Darius Slay's pick was a huge Yep. huge momentum turner for them as well. The mm-hmm. offense and the offense being able to actually drive down the field and score. Yep. And the penalties, you know, we yeah. want to talk, talk about the injuries. And like you already mentioned, the birds were dealing with injuries as well. So you can pick and choose when you want to, you know, use that argument. Yeah. Um, Cause it wasn't fair on either side. Neither side was a hundred percent healthy, but right. it's like they had depth, you know, and like the, the Eagles, younger players and, um, less experienced players stepped up to the plate. And so it was kind of just like, you guys have to be able to do the same thing. You know, like injuries are going to happen. But the fact that they were penalized 10 times for 70 yards, that's on them. You know, that has nothing to do with the injury. That's more so like, okay, you guys weren't playing a a clean game. You guys weren't playing uh, smart and strategic. And so that's more so like on them. And so it was like, make all the uh, excuses that you want, but they just didn't play their best game. Right. And the box score is a little bit misleading when it comes to penalties because all of the penalties that the Eagles had ended up being offsetting. So there were no penalty yards assessed to the Eagles, but they still were penalized throughout the game. And one of the penalties was they called Jason Kelsey offsides on himself because that that was so when they called the Eagles offside on the one tush push, but the defense was also offside. So they it didn't there was no yardage situation. It was Jason Kelsey's other hand. So they called in offsides on Landon Dickerson saying that his hand was in the neutral zone, but it was Jason Kelsey's left hand, which is allowed to be there. So he was, and it's the second time that's happened this season. Is they're trying to pay attention. They're everybody's saying that the Eagles are lining up offsides on it, and they're not. It's Jason Kelsey's other hand. So the Eagles were penalized for not, not doing anything. So someone was, I saw somewhere on Twitter that like Jason Kelsey, you know, everyone talked about AJ Brown's pink. Yeah. Jason Kelsey needs to start wearing hot pink gloves. So they, this is Jason Kelsey's hand, everyone. Let's make sure that we get this right. Right. Clearly the, the refs don't like the brotherly shove either. No. Cause you know, they're going to make up any and every reason. To try to no stop. One does. But you yeah. know what? That like, Listen, Sam and I have said this on here. I have said this on the post game show and it's Jason Kelsey said it on the new heights podcast and that is where i'm taking it from and because he's right okay so they're really good at it nobody else can do it the same way that they can if they're going to eliminate the brotherly shove because the eagles are too good at it 
Yeah. Then you know what? Patrick Mahomes isn't allowed to throw the football anymore yep. because he's too good at it. Justin Tucker's yep. not allowed to kick field goals anymore because he's too good at it. Yep. Okay, if that's what we're going to start doing, let's make it consistent. And we'll just start throwing, you know, we'll just stop letting players do what they're really good at. It's only right. So it's like everybody just shut up at this point. Right. Like, what kind of sense does that make? None. It doesn't. Like, they're just really good at it. Yeah. If you don't want them to do it, stop it. Yep. But at the end of the day, you can't stop it because it's the best runner in the league. And it's not my fault that 31 other quarterbacks can't squat 600 pounds. Not at all. Barely, he doesn't even need to be pushed. He's kind of just pushing through on his own. It's actually crazy. We watch his promo. Yes. He's so strong. He's so strong that he can borderline do it on his own. It doesn't even just get one yard, it gets like three or four yards every single time. I mean, and I will say, like, if Nick Sirianni was the coach of any other team, he would hate his guts. He, He would be public enemy number one yep. but he is the perfect guy to, to lead all Everybody. of these philadelphia sports jerks that we are like the best person in the world when he gets on like a national postgame presser and it's like yeah it's really easy to call an offense when it's not first and ten it's first and nine every single time you're right. like jesus you're right but oh my god <laughs> the clip from the end of the game where he's being so just obnoxious like on the sideline and it's yeah. been like everywhere i love it but Keep here's the thing he's earned it yeah like he has done a phenomenal job and i know i i wasn't one to be like oh this guy's gonna suck when yeah. he the press conference the press conference like if, if you look back at doug peterson's press conference like doug yeah. peterson looked like his tie was too tight and he was mm-hmm. just like he didn't know what to do with himself yeah. and, and also like Especially, so Doug at least had been here for a, a minute, like yeah. prior, so he kind of knew a little mm-hmm. bit. But like Nick didn't really know. You just you just hear about Philly. the Philadelphia sports right. outlet, the media. You hear about it, but you mm-hmm. don't know until you experience it. So like when you do a, like the Sixers introductory press conference for Nick Nurse, like yeah. you can very much tell the different reporters that when they ask questions, who he was coached by PR like what to say and who not to answer. So like Howard Eskin comes up and is asking him like very like point blank direct questions. And Nick Nurse is like dodging the question as PR instructed him to. And Mm -hmm. and Howard's like, but you didn't answer my question. (laughs) It's just very funny because you you don't know until you get into it. Right. So like, I'm Mm -hmm. sure that he walked into that press conference and was like, what the F am I getting myself into? Like, what are they going to pepper me with? Yeah, like just went four eleven and one. We've got you know the the traded the quarterback. We have Jalen. Like all of these things are just. I mean, it's like the worst situation to walk into. Yeah. So the press conference, I didn't read too much into that one. Yeah. The flower thing. Yeah. I was just like, I was like, if it works, great. Right. I was like, this is the most unbelievable strangest oddest thing that yeah. i've ever heard about a grown man saying <laughs> other grown men to try to motivate it just like didn't yeah. do it in my brain but damn it it worked it worked <laughs> it worked with it. yeah because it's just like i mean come on now you would think i mean some coaches have done worse i.e yeah. jonathan gannon so it's like we've seen worse <laughs> but <laughs> the flower, right. 
Yeah, the flower analogy was, it was different, but I guess that was his way of trying to get creative. There was also something else on that, maybe like a Hard Knocks, Robert Sala. Mm. I think you, I think it was him. I think he referenced something that was, that was kind of weird as well. Um, I can't remember off the top of my head, but it's like, I mean, I guess they're trying to get creative. Sometimes it sticks, sometimes it doesn't. That one was different but i mean it worked i guess they love him you can tell he's definitely a leader of men and yeah. they all love him so i, I saw an article today i didn't get a chance to read it i don't remember where it was from i have to go back and try to find it but it was sort of talking about like nick sirianni's dad has beat cancer three times milton oh. williams mom is battling cancer and like just talking about how he just like talks to them and tries to relate to them individually less yeah. as just their coach yeah. and as like you know working in a workspace and like you know, they would sit and chat and just like having just like emotional connections with the different players. And I just think, again, that's like a big deal because when you look at like places like the, like New England, right? Like you think Bill Belichick is doing that? Probably not. And then the coaches that come out of there, like a Josh McDaniels, like he thinks he's Bill Belichick 2.0. So like he's going to go act and just, and that's how Chip Kelly was. Chip Kelly like thought he was like a holier than thou figure in the locker room. And it's why everybody hated him. Yeah. And that's that's the difference with with Nick Sirianni. And, you know, I, I think that's the same way that people felt about Doug Peterson as well. Obviously, things started to spiral at, at, at a certain point. But, you know, I think that the team really does does respect him and and value what he has to say. And you can see that they all really, you know, they, they've got a tight knit group in that locker room. And I think it's what makes them makes them so great at times. And I think even just Sunday talking about Jalen Hurts' injury, right? Like AJ Brown's kind of said, you know, he, something was nagging him, but like he's a warrior. And when your general's hurt, like, but playing tough, it gives you the extra motivation to step up. And mm -hmm. so, you know, I, I think collectively, this was a, a really good game for them. Obviously there's still things to clean up. The turnovers weren't great and, you know, yep. they need better there, but you know, long methodical drives, excellent tush pushes and Nick Sirianni. And red zone issues where? Like the Eagles scored a touchdown on four of their five trips. So it's like, you know, every week we're not even, there's not like a lot that we can complain about, but it's like every week there's something. And we had been talking about the red zone issues for what the last several weeks. So it's oh. like this week, they kind of shut us up a little bit. It was like, all right, we can't really say too much. I would love to, I was looking, I should have, I should have figured this one out, but prior to, or well, after this week, currently, they are scoring fifty percent of the time in the red zone. Mm -hmm. I would love to know what that number is. <laughs> number yes. was before. <laughs> yeah. Now it's a fifty-fifty, and you just told me they were eighty percent on yeah. Sunday. Mm -hmm. So I would love to know what that number was before because it was it was low. Oh, it for was, sure. Yeah, it was definitely so low. That would be that would be interesting. I'll have to try to figure that out, but. Hey, like, like you said, you, there's not much to complain about. I mean, we always will find something to complain about because it's what we do best. Um, but, you know, for the most part, I really, like I said, this, you know, 31 to 17, only 10 points that the offense scored. The pick six was brutal, but, you know, Jalen Hurts with a short memory kind of came back in, led them right down the field and, and, you know, did what they did. And it was a really good statement win for them. I think that's a really good way to put it. Absolutely. Yeah. All right. We're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we will talk about this week's upcoming matchup with the Washington football team, Commander Redskins. Um, you are listening to the Babes on Broad on BGN Radio.
Hi, we're Visible. We're the wireless company with nothing to hide. Seriously. Hidden fees? We don't have them. Annual contracts? Not our thing. Great wireless on just one line? Now that's more like it. Get unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon for just $25 a month. Taxes and fees included. That's right. $25 a month? Every month. Sorry, hidden fees. We're just not that into you. Sometimes the choice is just Visible. Switch today at Visible.com. Rate with service on the Visible plan. For additional terms and network management practices, see Visible.com. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Welcome back. Like we said just before we went into break, this week the Eagles finally get another one o'clock game. Yes. So we get to do the post game show at a normal hour. I get to go to bed at a normal hour. I don't have to worry about putting my child to sleep halfway through the game or getting her to sleep before the game starts or any of that crazy stuff i will have to get her down for a nap which she probably won't actually take a nap for mm-hmm. she doesn't she only sleeps at daycare she will not sleep at home it's she's so excited to be with mommy and daddy she must be because <laughs> this kid will literally sleep i mean they have them on like little nap mats so it's like yeah. they have like a mat out and they okay. eat little sleeping bags okay they're on like a tile floor oh. at school and then there's all the light yeah, and she's home in her crib with her blackout curtains. Yeah, yeah she will not sleep. Will not nap. School huh. naps like a little queen every day. They're like, she slept for two hours today. I'm like, whose kid are you talking about? Because it's not mine. She slept in like four different twenty minute increments this Sunday. She it was like twenty minutes like on our way to and from the grocery store, okay. and then another twenty minutes when we ran one more errand, and then one okay. more. When my husband ran an errand, he was like, do you want me, do you want me to take her? So she's, you can just like get some stuff done around the house. I'm like, take her. So she falls to sleep in the car part. for a little bit, like yeah. power naps. We're riding on power naps to get through today. Yes. Insane. But yes. so she won't nap. She'll probably be up for the game, but yeah. that's neither here nor there. So Washington commanders at yes. Washington, um, the Washington commanders are, a, are a bad, bad football team. They really are. I mean, they're three and four. I think they're three and four. Um, and so by looking at that, you would think like, okay, they're not, eh. but they have just been the most, like the last four weeks, I think they've lost like majority of the last uh, few games that they've played. Um, and their offensive line is just brutal. Okay. So they lost against the giants, which was embarrassing. Like, how do you lose to the giants who were just sucky? They also, okay. They beat the Falcons, um, but then they lost to the bears, Eagles. Bills. So yeah. Um their offensive line, Sam Howe, like what the is going on? Like the fact that he's been sacked, I think they said 40 times, 40 times he was sacked against like the Giants sacked him six times. But it's like they just got to get it together. I don't know what's going on with them. Um there's rumors about the only good things that they have with like Chase Young and Montez Sweat. Like now there's rumors that they might be gone by the trade de- deadline. So it's like at this point, like I don't know what to say about the commanders, but they're not in a good place. They're not. And I think they sort of I and I mean their their best game, I guess. So they beat the 
uh, Arizona Cardinals, which is not surprising. Um, they beat the Denver Broncos, which is also not surprising. And they beat the Atlanta Falcons, which is third one more time. Also not surprising. surprising. Yeah. Um, bad football teams. They yeah. got smacked by the Buffalo Bills. <laughs> they, I think blew all of their they opened their entire playbook and gave everything they had against the Philadelphia yep. Eagles it wasn't enough and mm-hmm. they got absolutely smacked around by the Chicago Bears who are a bad bad football team yeah bad that was Chicago's first win in 14 games yeah they were like they were regular- 40 to 20 good gracious close oh my gosh bad. they it's are really bad football team they could just very up- inconsistent Yes. They could yeah. only put up seven points against the New York Giants. Mm-hmm. Losing to the Giants is pathetic. Yes. Only being able to put up seven points against the Giants is an absolute fireable travesty. Like, yeah. that is – I can't even begin to – and Sam Howell's been sacked 40-plus times. How that man is still in one piece. Yes. So the Bills sacked him nine times. I think we sacked him five or six. You said the okay. Giants sacked him six. Six, yeah. And, they're averaging 20 points per game this season, but 17 over the last three. They only scored seven, and they're averaging less points at home than they are away. Yeah. Um, and this was, I thought this was a very funny, very funny number. Okay, so this team is very pass dominant. They do not run the ball much. Yeah. Uh-huh. So almost 70-30 on the pass to run ratio. So 70% of the time they throw the ball. Okay. Their quarterback is getting sacked 13.5% of the dropback. So it is over 10% of the time this man is getting sacked when he drops. Okay. That's absurd. Yeah. That's an absurd number. Yeah. Like, if you drop, if you, if he throws the ball 30 times, Mm -hmm. he is getting sacked three and a half times. Yeah. That's insane. You would think, like, this has been a storyline from the beginning of the season. We are now going into week eight. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, you would think that Eric Bieniemy, their offensive coordinator, would have found some type of way to make adjustments. You know what I'm saying? But no, it's like, it's continuing to happen. So it's like, what's going on? Like something has to change for them. They just haven't figured it out yet. And it's like, I don't know. Like, is it like Sam Howe to blame? Because he, like I said, he's been inconsistent. Jimmy and BOG talking about it yesterday. Um, What was it, Jimmy? No, it was RJ and BOG on NFC's mixtape. How he's honestly like a backup quarterback in the league. Like he's a career backup. It's like they tried it and it's like, you guys are seeing it front and center. He's just not the guy. And so it's like, is he to blame? Is the offensive line to blame? But you guys haven't figured it out, and we're already at week eight. So it's like, at this point, do you just throw the season away? I mean, I almost would because yeah. here's the thing. Sam Howe, like, and they thought the same thing with Taylor Heineke, right? It was like, he came in, he gave you a little bit of a spark, and it's like, all right, could he be that, like, gritty guy who ends up working out as a quarterback? And, like, the answer is no. Yeah. He's not an NFL quarterback. And I feel like we're they're at the same spot with Sam Howe. Like, yeah. they need to find their guy, and yep. they don't have their guy. Yep. Like, you know, I, I just think that he's, he, you know, 
best case scenario, Sam Howell ends up being like Derek, a Derek Carr yeah. type of career. Yeah. Like, you know, he's he's serviceable. Yeah. He's good enough. Is he gonna cross the threshold and lead you to a Super Bowl? Probably not. Probably not. Most of yeah. I mean, the the role of the backup quarterback is still valuable. You know what I'm saying? Like you still want somebody who you're confident in to come and win games for you when necessary. And it's like that just might be what he is. It sucks for the commanders because their QB turnover is just like they just can't figure it out. Um, but I don't know. I just feel like it's uh, going against the Eagles. We already know what the keys to success are. You know what I'm saying? Like right. we know what to do based off of what they've been doing throughout the season. Yeah. It's 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 bad. And then furthermore, the defense, Jonathan Al- or uh yeah. Yeah. Jonathan Allen? Yeah. Okay. I was like, that doesn't sound right. Um, and then I was I was like, no, he doesn't play for that team. I was thinking Josh Allen. That's oh, yeah. And there are two Josh Allens, and that's where he was going. Jonathan uh-huh. Allen, yeah. uh, said, I mean, he was just like, uh, it's the same stuff. I've yep. been here for seven years. Nothing's changed. It's the same stuff over and over again. He's tired of it. Like, the defense is, like, irritated, checked out. If there are rumors swirling that, like, Montez Sweat and Chase Young, like, could be available by the trade deadline, like, they're a mess. And – they allowed the Giants to score 14 points, and the Giants have only been averaging 12 points per yeah. game, mm-hmm. which is last in the NFL, by the way, is 12, 12 points per game. You, you know, they're it. allowing almost six yards per play on average. They're allowing a 50% scoring percentage in the red zone. So, I mean, I, I'm just hopeful that the Eagles are able to execute in this game and handle this game the way we expected them to handle the first matchup with the commanders and just give us a nice little relaxing more relaxing Sunday just you know and you kind of said it we know what the keys to success are yeah they hit Sam Howell heck yeah and and just just play offense well because wasn't I don't remember what game last year that the Eagle I think this was against the commander didn't last year they sack him no that wasn't against Sam Howell, they played Taylor It was Heine. Carson Wentz. Oh, it was Carson Wentz. Yeah, it was Carson Wentz. Sacked him yeah. like it was insane. They sacked him like yeah, wasn't it like almost nine or ten times or something like that? I'll, I'll keep I'll keep looking while we while we that's what I want. It was- that is what I want going up against Sam Howell. I was. You know, we still got, I think, five sacks against him when they played week four. And I thought that that was, you know, that's good. But I wanted this to be like everybody's talking about it, like double digit sacks get after him. And it was so funny because going into week four, I had recorded a video. And in that video, I was just like, you know what? I'm not worried about Sam Howe because have you seen the sack numbers, all that kind of stuff? And then I felt silly after because I feel like the birds didn't shut him down like I wanted them to. And I was kind of like, I was so confident. And so they went in overtime. The game was so freaking close. And I just didn't get the uh, dominant performance that I was expecting. And so now I'm optimistic that going into week eight, that we'll get that. Double digit stacks. I want it. (laughs) It was still early in the season then. At that point, the, let's see, at that point, the commanders were, they were two and one. You know, they were two and one Eagles were three and oh, like, you know, yeah. not much of a difference. They were still yeah. feeling good, feeling like they could they could do some things here. You know, Buffalo Bills or, you know, a Super Bowl contender you know, that that was who they lost to, whatever. 
now it's starting to sit in what the set in what the reality of their football team is. And I think that they'll start falling into that role a little bit more. Uh, by the way, last year it was nine sacks. Against yeah, that we had. need that. We need that this Sunday. We need that. They need to do they just need to do a better job all the way around. I thought the defensive game plan last time that was probably that was Sean Desai's worst game. OK, yes, yeah. Eagles defensive coordinator so far. I thought that one he he I, I don't know, almost like they took the commanders lightly. And yeah. I, but I also think that the commanders sort of gave everything they had and yeah. they run out. They have run out. There's nothing left. They don't have anything left. If they can get to Sam Howell and play their offensive game and clean up the turnovers from last week, that part. I would love to to see a little bit more of a of a blowout, comfortable style win here. Yeah, same. Um, so I mean, that's pretty much like the keys. You already touched on it, Sam Howell. And like I said, mine was definitely Jalen Hurts more so minimizing turnovers we still yes. don't know what's going to happen how his knee is going to be looking I mean hopefully he's good to go but we haven't really been they've been so hush hush about it so we don't know um and I don't remember how many I'm going to look it up how many rushing yards um DeAndre Swift finished with against the Dolphins I'm looking that up right now but I was you know I think that could be a key a key to success like a big performance from uh DeAndre Swift in the run game. He ended up with 15 carries, 62 yards. So the and and let's also you know give some credit here. The the Miami Dolphins defense is a really good defense as well. Um, yeah. They you know they were able to help hold the run game in check as well. But how many rushing yards did Jalen Hurts end up having as well? He mm. ended up with I don't know, can't see. Um, but yeah, I think rushing 21 yards so nothing crazy um just enough i guess um yeah i mean i i think what there's been i guess sort of like not rumblings but like thoughts being sort of popped around twitter for the last couple weeks now is you know is jalen hurts hurt he looks a little unsure you know whatever um you know so i think that's sort of been like a a thought in the back of most Eagles fans mind up to this point. But now that we sort of know um, that it's happening, that it's, that it's there. I think that's obviously a, a, a little bit more of a concern, but um, again, I think his leg has to like literally be dangling off of his body detached for him to yeah. not be out there playing kind of similar to, to his shoulder. Like last yeah. year, if his shoulder, like if he something was he thought his collarbone was broken when he got hit he thought his collarbone was broken um thank god it wasn't but yeah. like, that's so, like at that point in the season if it was like a couple weeks earlier i don't think he would have missed any time mm-hmm. but i mean it, it, i think he re- he really has to be hurt for him to to not be out there yeah. um well, other points around, let's see, other points around the NFL. We talked about how San Fran lost again. Eagles in sole position of the one seed. The trade deadline's coming up, and the Eagles have already made a move. Howie yesterday traded for Kevin Byard from the Tennessee Titans. Um, I can't believe that the Tennessee Titans picked up the phone. Yeah, you've been saying it a lot this season. Okay. It's so funny to me. <laughs> yeah. I just don't understand. Like, okay. <laughs> I mean, there's two, two. Okay. The first one is the, the Chicago bears GM, like Jalen Carter's on the board, the Eagles call and they're like, Hey, we want to trade up. And he's like, okay, what are you willing to part with? And how he's like, we'll give you a fourth round pick. And he hangs up the phone. He's like fourth round next year. You're (laughs) like, are you an idiot? 
Like, are you a whole idiot? The answer is yes. You are so dumb. And then their football team is so bad. And you're like, bro, like, what were you looking at here? It is very simple. Like, I don't know how Howie Roseman convinced the Tennessee Titans to give us A.J. Brown. I'm thankful, but I don't know how he did it. And then this man goes off for a million yards against the Tennessee Titans. That GM immediately got fired that day. He yeah. got fired after AJ Brown toasted them. So yeah. you think when they bring in someone else, they're like, "Oh, and by the way, don't pick up the phone when the Eagles GM calls." Like, but they might be taking. They're only two and four, so it's like at this point, what do they have going for them? They so might be taking four. They've got two young quarterbacks on their roster oh, now. I don't know what duke it out on Sunday to see who's worse and gets to finish the rest of the season, so they can continue yeah. for God knows what. But he's good. Like, Bayard is good. Yeah. So I don't know why they would agree to that. But that's the only thing I would think is like, okay, are y'all throwing, are you guys throwing the season away? Who knows? But that's a, that's a great pickup for them. It's, and, you know, trade, what was it, next year, fourth or fifth, and Terrell Edmonds? Six. Gotcha. Okay. Fifth, well, the Eagles gave up a fifth and a six and Terrell Edmonds. Yeah, I mean, the Terrell, the video of him and DeAndre Swift at the Phillies game was super adorable, and yeah. that was a lovely moment. But at the end of the day, like, you kind of saw that, we, I mean, we ha- our safeties are terrible right yeah. now. And without, Re- like, Reed Blankenship is, like, a good piece, but in terms of being, like, the everyday starting safety, the one you rely on, yeah. not sure that that's my favorite option. Obviously, he's also hurt as well. So in terms of safety help, like we desperately needed some. And that's, that's, I mean, I think that one, the touchdown to Tyreek Hill was the perfect case in point of like, if you have a speedy receiver on the outside, like we are screwed if they like get by the initial, the initial uh, DB and like their, the safety help over the top doesn't exist. Yeah. So that is an enormous pickup for for the Eagles. And he was born in Philly. So he got a little. I did see that. I saw the video where he came, like his walking video. He had on like the green jumpsuit. Yeah. It was clear. I was like, okay. And I think it said like, um, welcome home or like I'm back home or something. That's so awesome. I was like, that's kind of cool. Um, and he has, he's a veteran presence and yes. he has not like missed a game. I think he has a streak of 111 consecutive starts, which is the longest uh, currently among NFL safeties. So, you know. That's that's something good that you know you don't want him to be missing time. Um, he was former teammate with AJ Brown, like you already mentioned. So at least you know there's some familiarity. Um, and I think he led the league with interceptions in 2017. That was his first year as a starter. Um, he didn't have an interception last year uh, or this year, but he had four last year. So he hasn't had an interception so far this season. Um, but I think him and Marcus Peters. Is that are the only active players with five career seasons with at least four interceptions. And so he might, you know, get out here and start heating up. You know, we saw what happened when we got uh, CJGJ uh, last season, and it was like, okay, he just got hot out of nowhere. So sometimes it just takes the right system, and maybe we'll see him be like that for the birds. But I'm excited about this uh, trade. Like, I, I have nothing bad to say. I wonder if they'll be able to get him in there by Sunday. I doubt it. I don't, yeah, I don't know. Although I didn't think they'd be able to get Bradley Roby in there either. He was in immediately, yeah. He was in there immediately, and he was also just, like, hanging out on the couch. Like, he yeah. wasn't on a team. Right. Least, like, he hadn't been playing, so I don't know. But, and, I mean, that was so, super necessary. They were getting absolutely carved up by Cooper. <laughs> and right. Sean I was like, it can't be worse. Like, right. 
Let's go. So, I mean, we'll see. Maybe we'll see him a little bit, but I doubt. I I don't know. I don't know. I'm not the defensive coordinator. That's not my job. That's above my pay grade. Okay, so with all of these things, Rachel, what is your score prediction for for Sunday? So Sam and I always do this thing where we never we don't put them in our our shared sheet, okay? Because we don't let the other one influence our yes. scores, and then we write them down so we remember them. But we never. Put, that's why it's always empty. We never we never write it down so we don't. Because sometimes we end up having the same score, but we know that we have it like somewhere else. So we didn't influence each other. That's smart. Um, going into this game, I have a feeling that the commanders are only going to score once. So I'm going to go with 28-7. I feel like the birds, I think it's going to be a good game for them. Um, commanders, I feel like they might get a, a score in garbage time, like, you know, end of the game it's really over. It just happens. But I do feel like the birds are going to have a strong performance. I think it's going to be initially like a hard fought game because it is still a divisional matchup at the end of the day. But sure. I think the second half, like the Eagles are going to run for it. So I'm going to say 28, seven. I like it. I like it. I think that the Eagles are going to finally just figure out a way to keep the ball and not turn it over. And they're going to score a lot. Yeah. So I think, and they're going to just absolutely destroy Sam Howell. Okay. If I get one more notification about James Harden coming back to the Sixers, I'm going to lose my mind. (laughs) I don't have the energy or patience for this right now. Not today. today. Not today. I'm going to, I need to turn off all of my notifications. I can't. I'm going to go. I'm I'm totally with you on, I think it's going to be, you know, it's going to seem like a hard fought game, but I think the Eagles are, are just going to be able to run away with it. And I don't think the commanders are going to be able to do much, especially offensively. They're falling apart. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I really, I think it's going to be a 33 to 10. Oh, okay. So we both have the birds dominating. Yeah. Yes. I, we're going to speak that into existence because I would really love to sit with my feet up and not yell like a psychopath at my TV. Um, perfect. Perfect. All right. We're going to wrap up from here. So thank you so much for listening to episode 110 of Babes on Broad. Rachelle, thank you so much for jumping in with me this week. Really appreciate having you here. As always, thank you to SB Nation and Bleeding Green Nation for hosting Babes on Broad. Make sure you're followed, subscribed everywhere. We've got plenty of content coming out all week. Make sure you jump in with us on Sunday as well for the Birds post-game show on BGN Radio. And we will be back next week. Go Birds! Hi, we're Visible. We're the wireless company with nothing to hide. Seriously. Hidden fees? We don't have them. Annual contracts? Not our thing. Great wireless on just one line? Now that's more like it. Get unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon for just $25 a month. Taxes and fees included. That's right. $25 a month? Every month. Sorry, hidden fees. We're just not that into you. Sometimes the choice is just Visible. Switch today at Visible.com. Rate with service on the Visible plan. For additional terms and network management practices, see Visible.com.